Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast, season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. Hey guys, welcome to our Working Moms episode with Happy Moms Podcast. We are so excited to have them on the podcast today. We've been following you guys. Maggie Law Buhaker is a board certified orthodontist and Allie Simmons is a board certified pediatric dentist. Both working moms with really good teeth. Really gorgeous. Yeah, we're a little jealous of that. Um, They host the Happy Moms podcast together. Maggie is a Georgia native. She established her private practice, Law Orthodontics, in Birmingham. Maggie has two children. Her favorite things are hydrangeas, coffee, and anything pink. Same, same, Maggie. Yep. Yeah. So um, same, same. Allie Simmons, she started her dental practice, Pensacola Kids Dentistry, in 2014, where she practices with her husband, Neil. When not at work, she's a mom of three little girls, so precious, um, and loving things like the beach, cocktails, all the things, delicious food, all the things that we love. Right. Allie. So, so yes. we're, we're, we're all also, best friends now because we're all best we friends. Like the same things. Yeah. So. <laughs> Allie, you're, you're at the beach pretty much. Maggie, you're very close. We're like very jealous that you guys live so close to the beach. Um, mm-hmm. But see, I, I love, I mean, Nashville is insane. It's so much fun. The food scene, but we don't True. have a Trader Joe's here. So I definitely <gasps> trade off a lot of things. No Trader Joe's. Mm-mm. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, you guys got need to come visit us in Nashville. Oh, yes. That I was actually. Really um, we should have done this in person. Honestly. We should have. <laughs> I was in Nashville two Fridays ago for a um, <gasps> continuing education, an Invisalign course. And um, one of my uh, best friends as, is an orthodontist in Nashville. So I'll be able to hook y'all up with a good rest of that. She, <laughs> oh, um, okay. um, yes. She Definitely. lives in Brentwood, but practices in Belmede. Um, and our meeting was at. Uh, I think the courtyard Marriott Green Hills. What part of Nashville do y'all live in, like specifically? Um, what part of Nashville? I yeah. live. I live so really close to Belmont. If you know where that is, okay, or like a stone's throw to the Gulch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm, exactly I'm kind of like Gulch in the heart of. Yeah. Yeah. Like can walk everywhere, which is super fun. But. Yeah. And I live in Franklin, so a little more south, kind of more suburban, yes. and it's so cute. Yeah, um, is so nice. Yeah, isn't that where like a lot of the celebs are? I know this sounds so cheesy. Well, I'm a celeb. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. I mean, you besides you guys, that's why you live there. Besides, like, yeah, um, right. yes. well, it's definitely like there's Franklin is very big, so like there's definitely some uh, nice like they're, they're just a whole different yeah so leapers for yeah. if you've heard of that that's like on the outskirts of franklin like mm-hmm. kathy's for like in like a congested more commercial area yeah. if you go out to franklin there's like more farmland like i know keith urban and nicole kidman live out there jt uh, alan jackson uh, justin timberlake i know i'm like one so day they're all very close but yeah they're kind of more in the in the countryside of franklin and we're kind of more close to downtown franklin but it's also so close and so cute and Belmead is kind of closer to where we grew up um so but yeah we'll have to 
get all your hookups because yeah. the dentist told me my daughter's going to probably need braces two times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we we'll chat it. about that. Lord help. That. Lord, Lord help. You gotta me. start saving for the braces. I gotta tell y'all a funny story. I gotta tell y'all a funny story about Sarah. Um, I'm going to tell on her, but man, we laughed about it for so long before we get into all the questions we have for you. But when Charlotte was little, so Sarah's daughter is four yeah, and we all had babies at the same time. So my son, Sam and her daughter, Charlotte and my oldest sister's daughter, Shirley, were all born weeks apart. So just like, Mm -hmm. they're all just like little triplets. So Sarah came over one day and Oh, I know what you're going to say. Okay, so they all, I know what she's going to say. So Hold they, on, all, let me tell they started growing teeth at the same time. Yeah, they all started growing teeth yeah. at the same time. And I don't know what I was doing, but I was like brushing Samson's teeth. And Sam, Sarah was like, wait, wait a second. I have to chime in here because literally, <laughs> literally he had like three teeth. Yes, like I know. But I was like, uh, she said, why, when do you... Why are you brushing his teeth? Do we have to do that? <laughs> I, I was like, do we? When do we start brushing their teeth? And and my older sister was like, um, when they and when they have, <laughs> have teeth. And I was like, even if they have like three. <laughs> and we were like, yes. And so Sarah called her husband. Sarah called her husband. We heard her in the next room. She was like, Richard, go get a go, go to the toothbrush. We we have not been brushing Charlotte's teeth. And oh Richard my was gosh. like, she he has Richard in the background with like his deep voice was like, she literally has two teeth, Sarah. She's fine. And I'm like, well, they said I have to brush the two teeth. <laughs> okay, so so she that... sent him to the store like immediately because she oh felt like she was like. <gasps> so so anyway. are you supposed to brush a child's teeth even if they have like three teeth? Yes, as soon as they. I mean. As soon as they come in, y'all go ahead and start brushing. And then what I did with my kids, I mean, granted, I know a little bit more about this than like normal people, but like I would take the washcloth. So you can even do this with John Ryder, right? When he starts to do like baths every day, which I don't, are y'all there yet? Are you doing baths like every day? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he'll be eight weeks next week. Okay. And I've never, I've never had a boy. So I didn't know how that, the downstairs situation. He's stinky. stinky. I mean, His cords, his cords fell off. Yeah, we're doing okay. that a lot. Okay. Yes, that part I don't know. Um, you could even take like the washcloth and kind of go over his little gums, and that way, you know, any kind of like breast milk or formula or anything, it kind of helps clean that off, and then gets them used to you being in there. So it helps that transition a little easier. Oh my, oh my god, that's such I, good advice. I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, because they like fight new. you after a while. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I the, feel horrible that poor Charlotte had like three teeth for like a long time. They were probably disgusting. No, that's why you have a first, a firstborn. That's like you're supposed to learn Richard, on. Richard, we, we, we've talked about that story before and Richard's like, but they, but the first set of teeth fall out though. And I'm like, okay, well. <sighs> oh girl, don't get me going. Yeah. No, go. Right. <laughs> you want, you want the roots to be healthy, right? Like, well, right. I mean, so these teeth are in there for a long time. Like some of these baby molars are in there until we're like 11 to 12. So, you know, if you have a cavity, it can grow and, and cause an abscess and affect permanent oh teeth and fall out early and lose spacing. And then you have to go see Maggie to try to recreate. <laughs> Maggie, um, we yep. might be going to see Maggie. Maggie yes, right. Right. <laughs> so it's just sort of like all over health. And, you know, the, the cool thing, like the whole idea of pediatric dentistry is just prevention, right? So preventing having to do fillings, letting them get comfortable being at the dentist. And that way, when they get older, you know, they graduate from us and we're not something scary. It's something fun to do. Yes. My kids are, this is Kathy and my kids are clean freaks. They both love to brush their teeth mm, love it. like a couple times a day, which is so cute. But my daughter <laughs> is seven and all her friends have lost teeth. Like everybody has full, like full 
adult teeth and y'all she's devastated because the her dentist was like no nothing's even loose like you got a while and she does she's confused she's like where I know she really wants and I was like girl they're healthy you know those teeth are good and just like yeah I mean and again seven is not behind sometimes like some kids are you know girls are sometimes before boys and you know everybody does it at their own rate um, did she get baby teeth later? Do you remember when she got her first tooth? She did. She was real gummy until she was like close to one. It there was you go. Like yeah. nine or 10 months old. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be the same way. And then, you know, sometimes too, like with all growth spurts. So especially with girls, like we found that sometimes they'll start their period later. So that's actually not a bad thing. Oh, praise God. Oh. Right. I, all three of my girls didn't have teeth really until like one or after. So. Oh, it's incredible that all of that is related. Isn't it nuts? Oh, the body's so cool. Well, so you cool. guys are incredible. We could probably talk about teeth and babies and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, my own my own teeth that have shifted because I didn't wear my oh God, I didn't wear my retainer. I'm in Invisalign teeth. right now. So yes, we have lots to talk about. You are? Oh man, yes. yeah, you can't even notice. If we have time at the end, let's let's answer some teeth QA. Okay. I have some. You have okay. some. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you guys are incredible boss babes, as we say, you know, <laughs> here on the, on the gram. You both have started your own practice. Um, I would love to hear from both of you guys, like what that was like, maybe like pros, like a one, some, something that was like something that surprised you about doing your own practice. Um, Allie, do you want to go first or do you want me? Sure. To go first? No, I don't mind. Cause we're, we both kind of started our practices at different points in our life. Yeah. Right? So, so we started ours, Neil and I just got married. We didn't have any kids. So obviously that would have, involved I think so many other stressors but um you know in school they don't really talk to you about how to start a business and what to do like you know teeth Mm -hmm. but other than that you're like flailing about so um you know that was a big surprise and Neil and I both knew going into it you know we kind of had a talk and we said you know our marriage is first and the business is second so you know if we clash or something doesn't work we have to both be able to pull back and say hey this might not be working Mm. um i think the best thing that we did you know either you know if it's practicing with your significant other or with a friend but it's just sort of we each had our own role so i was like all right you're gonna do like the numbers the banking the boring stuff right and then i'll do the fun like decorating marketing that kind of thing but it just helped because everybody kind of had their own lane right so Mm -hmm. That was, um, that was really good. I think I was surprised at how quick our business grew. Um, oh, that's awesome. Which it, it was great. And we, you know, I love, I love my husband. And we, like right before we started, he said, you know, we have like one person a day on the schedule and it can be so stressful when you're like hemorrhaging money, you're out of school, you have like nothing. But he was like, you know, we just have to treat everybody as if they were our kids. You know, like you put it out there and, and you know, you build a, you build a community, you build a village. And, you know, it just grew so quickly and we still believe in that. And that's kind of been the coolest thing. That is that's incredible. so cool. And that's good advice for a husband and wife that goes into business together. Because we know a lot of those. Mm-hmm. That's a lot navigating. And I bet it's, it's, you have to like. I would think, I mean, I don't own a business with Richard, but I would think you'd have to separate uh, business like when you get home. Yeah. So that took a couple years to learn because I was, I was kind of like you guys, like I'm, I want to do it. I want to make it the best I can. It like engulfs everything I think about. And yeah. he's very like, I don't want to work on my birthday. Like I get home, I want to relax and watch sports. So like we had to kind of like early. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you. I'm like, okay, it's 
let's not rest. What else do we need to right. do? Well, that's why, that's why you and I talk at like 11 o'clock at night on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah. we, Me and Neil like, are taking, we're yeah. asleep. <laughs> He's like two bourbons deep. Right. Yeah. I wonder if we're the same Enneagrams. I'm sure we are. Wait, tell, say, say y'all's Enneagram real quick. I am a one. Well, I'm definitely a one. And then if you can be like a wing, Kathy knows more about the Enneagram, but I, I also, is it the word, is it tested? I don't know. Like a three. Yeah, okay. she's so one or three depending on like what day she tests, and I'm a seven <laughs> or an eight day. or an eight a seven, depending okay. on what day I test. Yeah, I, this is this is Maggie talking. I am like a a hundred percent. I'm a three wing two to a T. Like you look up anything three wing two, and that's me. And so Allie's also a three, which is we both have that like workaholic. Um, yeah, that's that's me. kind of like a, a a three in like a unhealthy state is like so much work. <laughs> yeah, and um. Yes. I think I think one, I can't remember either was like a perfectionist and yeah. three was like a workaholic. And it's three, like, yeah. That is so yes. sadly. Well, that's why you guys me. are all so successful. I'm so <laughs> impressed. We're, we're, and we're, crazy. We're trying. I'm right. Yeah, and like out of balance, which we're gonna talk about that soon. But so Maggie, let's hear from you about what you um what you learned about starting your own practice and kind of maybe some advice. Um my biggest advice is to just go for it and not let fear stop you. So I was an associate for two orthodontists in town for about four years before I decided to open my own. And it was kind of a, a interesting situation, which this happens more in medical dental transitions than what you would think. But yeah, I was promised one thing, like you can buy one of our existing offices. And then when we tried to you know, negotiate everything, it just didn't, it didn't work out. And I just kept believing that they were going to do what they said. And then they didn't. So I actually, the hardest thing I, one of the hardest things I've ever done was I actually quit my job. I quit yeah. being, I quit my job and my husband was so supportive. And that's a real common thread throughout like how I'm able to be a working mom is, um, my husband, but he quit and he, and I was six months pregnant with my first son when I quit. And so I, um, I actually took a whole, it was probably closer to 14 months, 14 months from when I saw my last patient to when my practice opened because I had to find a location. I mean, I literally, it was never my dream to start a practice from scratch, but God totally knew what he was doing. And um, wow. my practice now is so much better than I could have ever imagined. It's it's in Homewood. It's in such a great location. Like it looks like me, like um, we were talking before the podcast or no, we were talking during the podcast, but how much I love hydrangeas. I have rifle paper company, hydrangea wallpaper Oh my gosh. Um, love on it. one of the walls of the consult room. Like you walk into that office and it is joyful and happy. And I love going to work. So I think um, owning a business is a lot. If you're, especially like what Allie was just saying, owning a dental office is a lot of admin work that has absolutely nothing to do with teeth. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I have to do QuickBooks. I have to make sure the light bill gets paid. I order supplies. Um, my husband's a radiologist and so he works at a hospital. And so, you know, the, you walk in the hospital and the hospital has all the supplies and has right. all the stuff, but if I don't order it, we don't have it. And so um, you have to kind of like admin work, which thankfully I do. It plays into my like workaholic tendency. Um, so I think that was something that I didn't know, but I would say fear was, was trying to hold me back. That's like the core value of a three is fear of failure. I don't want to fail and put my name on the side of a building. And um, I'm so glad that uh, with 
like his encouragement, my family that I went for it because it's it's honestly one of the absolute best decisions I've ever made. So um, that and also that the um, abundance mentality that there's enough to go around. Like it's okay oh, yeah. that it's another orthodontic practice. Like we we all have our own niche in um, not to have a scarcity mentality with your business, but to have abundance. That's mm-hmm. such that's, great advice. That's such good advice. And we I all think, compare each other too. I know. So. And that speaks mm-hmm. to me too, because I'm a three, the feel, fear of failure. I think that's really good advice for women because um, sometimes it's just about like taking that leap of faith and trusting that God is going to use your gifts and just like kind of going for it. I know a lot of women, including myself, have that fear of failure of like the business specifically, mm-hmm. but also like feeling like something, you know, everything else in your life is going to fail too. Like, well, if my mm-hmm. business is, is, is successful, is my marriage going to fail? Is my, if my, yeah. if that, if my business is successful, is, am I not going to be, a, you know, a right. mom that's attentive or, so I think that it's, it's always encouraging to see women who have a successful business, do the mom thing really well, like even own a business with their husbands. It can be done. And I think faith is a huge thing just to like, make sure you have your priorities mm-hmm. in mind, Absolutely. but, um, but fear can get in the way of some really good things, yes. and really good blessings. So I think that's a really good encouragement Yes, for everybody. Yeah. And I bet that those 14 months where you were like, is this going to work out? Felt like the longest 14 months of your whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband looked at me one day. My, at this point, my son was born. and I was, Well, at first I was a stay-at-home wife for a couple months before he was born. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. And yeah. he looked at me. He's like, are you ever going back to work? And I was like, <laughs> I look every day for an office location. Like, I'm going back to work. Yeah. Yes. How I found my office location. That's another story for another day. It was another really cool God moment. But yes, I actually, I remember when I was pregnant with Alfred, um, I was like 38 weeks pregnant. I was doing like the, um, we did like a prenatal visit with our pediatrician and under occupation, I remember sitting there filling out the paperwork and I just had tears rolling down my face. And for somebody that goes to school for, I think you go to school for 11 years after high school to be an orthodontist. Mm, I wasn't employed. I didn't have a location. I remember sitting there, tears rolling down my face going, and I put an A like oh. under like, yeah. and it, it was hard when you identify so long professionally, like you go to work and you're an orthodontist and your doctor at, at, when I was your doctor, Maggie and you know, people, it's just different. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm nothing without my work, which I think that's a, a lesson in and of itself. That doesn't matter what you do. You still have your identity, but it was, it was a hard, it was a hard year. Do you know, what's so funny is like, and I think that we're all, I know I'm super guilty of it, but I remember when you were going through that, I had just had, which child was it? They just keep coming out. I think Violet. And (laughs) I remember all your kids' names. Oh, thank you. Actually, Neil came up with all of them. He had really good ones and then some really not good ones. Um, (laughs) We won't say them just in case somebody has them, but, um, but I remember seeing like knowing that you were at home with Al and having guilt for being at work. So it's so funny that you experienced mm-hmm. that. And yeah. I was, you know, grass is always greener kind of thing. Yeah. So I think we're we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes, that is right? So I can identify with that because at, at a time where I was like at the height of my corporate career, Kathy and my older sister, Anna, were home, like snuggling on the couch and doing like the feedings. And I was like having so much guilt 
Mm-hmm. So I think it's like both. I think there's yeah, guilt on both sides. Always greener, kind of. Oh, yeah, it's like this is such a privileged thing for me to say, and I acknowledge <laughs> oh, I it. But I found that I find that I'm happiest when I'm working like two days a week. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> two or three days a week. I'm like part time feels good, but like it's such a privilege. Bailey, you can say that. So see, I'm like, you're so. And this is how Kathy and I are different because I'm a three <laughs> overachiever. Like I want to like own the world. I want to like have the business, do all these things, and it's like I put the pressure on myself. Like yeah. I'm not happy until I conquer it all. And I'm like, that is so unrealistic. It is unrealistic. Like, yeah. And and it's like it's like chasing the happiness that like it's yeah, it's unrealistic. So it's like right. I always have to take myself down like three notches and be like, <laughs> you are enough. Right. Yeah, you are enough. Even when we write NA on that paper, guys, you, we're doing you a great are job. Enough. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good it's such a good discussion as working moms because the that mom guilt no matter what we're doing is yeah. serious. Sometimes I have to be like my kids were fed. They know I love them. That's yeah. enough for today. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, we are excited to share with you our new partnership with your superfoods. Not only do they have great tasting product, but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies, and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code, SISTER15, and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to YourSuper.com and use the code SISTER15, S-I-S-T-E-R-1-5, for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods. So um, let's talk about how you guys know each other and how uh, you got a podcast started last year, which is how we've all connected. Um, And we're we just lo- we love you guys. So tell us about your podcast and how you guys got together. Well, the feeling is mutual. I just have to brag. I, like you guys have done an amazing job of telling your story. So I felt like I knew you before I even knew you. So oh, it's been really you. fun to <laughs> to follow along. I mean, I feel like we probably all feel like we are a part of this baby. You know, yeah, um, I love that. But that's, I feel like I know awesome. you guys too, though, because we've been like Insta friends. We've yes. been, like, I knew you guys, but oh, gosh. Yeah. I love the Instagram community. It just the best. We didn't really understand that until we started the podcast. And then we've been connected with so many cool women. So, Oh yeah. And then I know, cause that's, that's a big thing is Maggie and I both on like the dental side have connected, connected with so many amazing women and moms that are doing this. And it's just so like positive and everybody like uplifting and encouraging each other and it's just so nice. I feel like, I feel like we all need to do that more. So it's really cool to just like submerge yourself in that. But, um, so Maggie and I met at UAB. So I am from North Carolina and I matched there for my pediatric residency. And our first day is like orientation, like all the boring stuff. And I mean, I'm sure Maggie can interject a little bit, but we were, you line up and like pick up your, your scrubs. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. She's like this ray of sunshine. She's literally like that person that lights up the room. No. So immediately I'm like, I'm going to go stand next to her because she looks (laughs) like my people. 
<laughs> and she was like, well, pick this size scrub. And she, you were just, you introduced me to everybody. And Maggie's that person that knows everybody's like first and last name. She was just little Miss Birmingham and just included me in everything. And I think that we were like pretty inseparable ever since then. That and then, and I feel the same way about Allie. And I feel like sometimes there's that expression, like attract like, like attracts Mm -hmm. like. And so that's kind of like how I feel um, with Allie. And we both um, really over the last, you know, year, year and a half, two, have really used our business Instagrams to kind of help grow our business, get our name out there. And so when we would just like chit chat, we would say, oh my gosh, how much fun has it been to connect with, in her case, pediatric dentists all over the country or And in my case, how fun has it been to connect with orthodontists all over the country? And then not even that, but like my patients' moms, my patients themselves, you know, we would share stuff on our Instagrams. Like Allie would share like some cute sunglasses that she had on or she'd do something and I'd DM her and be like, okay, girl, what sunglasses are those? And um, sometimes we found that the things that got the most, you know, feedback on our um, business pages was not like, for me, like a beautiful before and after of how well, I can straighten teeth or not like like a, a good brushing tip. Right. It was like more of some of the personal stuff. And so Allie was like, I think we should do something together. Like, let's do a podcast. And I've always been a podcast person. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like you either are or you aren't. And, you know, right. I think I just always like to be listening to something. I always like to be learning. And I love meeting new people. So Allie was like, let's do this. So we, we really kicked around the idea for probably like a good six months. I mean, I was pregnant with Sadie when we were like, are we going to like try to record our first episode while you're pregnant? I mean, just trying to figure it out. And so we had kicked around um, some other names for the podcast as well. And then one day Allie was like, we just need to call it the Happy Mom Podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. So it's given us like a place to kind of share, you know, things that it might be our favorite sunglasses. It might be the coffee that we're drinking. Um, and also get to interview and talk to really cool and exciting people and let them tell their story. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just been great. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's, that's how Kathy and I feel. We're like, we love this outlet, but we love connecting with women and we just like the wide range of topics, <clears throat> but I want to encourage you guys because keep doing what you're doing. I, we love it so much. It's so happy and honestly, sky's the limit with, with topics. You guys are so cute, and I bet I bet you guys work good together because you're both threes. Oh it, yeah, it is super like, easy. Yeah. Also, you just had um, I have to say this is a side note, but your new episode, "Spreading Happiness with Art," mm-hmm. Evelyn Henson. Mm-hmm. Oh. First of all, I'm obsessed with her, and I love that topic. That's like right up my alley. Um, I was like almost an art therapist. I almost majored in that in college. Did you? I don't remember that. Yeah, I changed my major like five oh times my God. in the <laughs> art world. that now? But I can't wait to listen to that episode. She was um, amazing. We were both like such fan. Maggie says it so much, fans. but we were both such fan girls when we talked to her. I know that's yeah. what's fun doing a podcast is like if you get a guest to say yes, you like you're kind of like Kathy and I sometimes are like Star Trek. Star yes. Trek. We're like, um, okay, we're going to go into some Q&A with you guys. Okay. I'm going to ask... Um, just some tips from you guys about just being a working mom. And Kathy's going to ask you some self-care tips about being a working okay. mom. So what, you guys can pick who goes first. But can you just give us, um, it can be like your top two um, tips on balancing work and marriage. 
and just like prioritizing family as a working mom? Um, I can go first. So with balancing something I am really trying to learn is, is just delegating. Right. So we actually had um, one of Maggie's friends from dental school on the podcast and and she made such good points of, you know, there's certain things you want to do, like put your kids to bed. That's something only you can do. That's something you want to do, but you know, emptying the dishwasher or picking up certain things, if you can delegate it out, your time is, is so precious. So that's been everything. Um, with balancing, I mean, so the tough thing is, is like working with Neil, being at home with Neil, like one of my honest, like biggest fears is it's just like, we're going to become friends and not significant others anymore. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope, God, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this, but you know, I try <laughs> to do like little, like kind of kinky stuff, right? Like, yeah, this, <laughs> is, a safe, we will, this is a safe place for you to say This that. is a safe yes. place. Um, yeah. I mean, like, we can like shield your dad from our Instagram. Right. I know, he probably doesn't even know <laughs> how to log into a podcast. We put this episode out. It's like, <laughs> if it's he not does, on like world war two, he doesn't listen anyway. But uh, <laughs> side note, our pelvic floor uh, episode, that we recorded this earlier this week, I said the same thing. I was like, okay. I, I got to tell my dad to skip this episode because yeah. I shared way too much. I shared way too much. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just like it, trying to... Keeping it spicy. Keeping yeah. it spicy or even like, um, you know, trying to get like, granted, I am not like a lingerie kind of person. It's not comfortable to me. And I feel like my daughter would make fun of me. But, you know, like even like cute nightgowns or like, you know, like a cute top and shorts, like just where... It yes. still looks like you're making a little effort because they notice. And then I feel like I feel better about myself, you know? That's great Definitely. advice. It's like making, so, the, I love that. It's making the effort. Yeah, delegate and be kinky. I be love it. Be kinky. Great <laughs> advice. I love that. I need that advice. That's what I like it. Mags, what do you think? Um, I think one of the biggest things with balancing work and marriage is actually sitting down and having a conversation about what your week's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So we really try on Sunday nights to kind of sit down try to roughly come up with like, what are some of the things we're going to eat this week? We go over each other's schedules. Um, You know, my husband, he has to be on call one night a week. And so those are like hard days because he will leave the house at six. So I have to, you know, make sure I get both kids up and out the door um, by myself into daycare. And so that the, the planning is really hard and it's not always fun to do. It's like, you know, by the time we put the get kids to bed on Sunday night and get the house cleaned up, it's eight o'clock. And then it's like, we want to watch the Sunday night football game, but it's like, we've got to spend 10 minutes going through the week because like this past week we didn't, and we have picked up food two times. And before we started recording this podcast, my husband texted me, he's like, do you think our, t- this is our son, Alfred, our two and a half year old. Do you think Alfred would uh, want to do like start a pizza and movie night? Do you think he would understand that? And I was like, quickly replied oh. like, yes, like if we're going to do a pizza yes. <laughs> this so week, sweet. yes. So I think that is, um, that is super important. And then also too, just communicating throughout the day. Um, making sure that if your husband texts you, you look at it, you text back and make sure that we know that the, the kids are getting um, picked up. And then we keep, we're in a married, we're in a, not a married, we're in a parenting Bible study right now. We call it a small group around here. And that has been really good because I think the more that you can continually learn about your spouse and try yeah. to be learning new things to better your marriage it helps like I find seasons when we're not in a bible study together and we're not you know doing anything kind of 
focusing on that, it's just, it's just never as good. Like we're more snippy or a little, we're, yeah. we're slower to forgive. And so, um, right. I would good say join, that, um, join a small group or some sort of parenting Bible study if you can and try to sit down and make sure you know each other's schedule for the week. So there's no surprises. That's, That's such so good. good advice. It's yeah. so important to have a community and also to feel like step away for a minute and feel mm-hmm. like a couple again. And like, mm-hmm. I love what you said, feeling like you're still getting to know your spouse. I think that work and family and juggling kids can kind of get in the way. I hate to say that get in the way. No, yeah. Wanna, but, um, Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That was, those were such good tips. I'm yeah. like well, writing them down. And honestly, I feel like, cause Maggie and I were just talking about this. Our husbands are very similar. And like with Neil, he doesn't need a lot to function. Like he's a big, he likes to go to the gym, obviously what most guys need. And then he just, I think he just needs to feel to be heard. And I think that's something that happens with kids and work is you just get into this like routine. Mm -hmm. You forget to be like, Hey, what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? And actually like checking in with each other instead of like ships passing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's so easy to get there. Well, you guys have a lot going on. Obviously, you're both business owners and moms, and you have a podcast. So give us like one tip each or something that you guys have been doing for self-care. Or is your podcast your self-care? Because we kind of feel like that. That's <laughs> like our outlet. That's our outlet, yeah. That's a really good question. I think my the podcast is definitely an outlet. I find that I love um, the creative outlet. I love content creation. So like I like to do our like little – Canva graphics for when we do an episode. Um, I find that really enjoyable. And then I would say two little self-care things that I do. Um, I like to try to work out during my lunch break. And um, sometimes I have to like literally force myself to go. But I always feel better when I uh, can work out during the week. And then um, I like to do my own nails and I either like to use these press on nails called oh. Impress or these nail strips called Dashing Diva. I feel Ooh, cute. I feel so much more put together when my nails are done, but yeah, Alan and I were talking too. about this. Like I do not want to sit for an hour and a half and have somebody do my nails for me. Like I want to be able to do it myself quickly and I then move on to the next thing. I said this 100%. the other day and I bought some at Target and I love Target, but they looked mm. awful. So <laughs> I'm going to get you to say say those oh, brands no. again so I can get, yes. a, get a brand that looks good. Because I've seen I've seen some stick-on ones that look good. Dashing yes. Divas. Dashing Divas. Okay. And then Impress. I-M-P-R-E-S-S. The Dashing Divas are like stickers. That's actually what I have on my nails right now. And then the Impress are like true press-on nails. And um, you just have to make sure you follow the directions. Like use the alcohol prep pad first. And then I put them on like right before I go to bed at night. I don't trim them. So I go to bed and my nails are like long, like witches, fingernails. Yeah. And then you clip them first thing in the morning okay, because like these. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have the, ed, the sticky part has to have time to adhere. And so if you just don't, you go to bed and let the, that settle at night. I find I can get the press on nails the impress ones to last almost two weeks. And then these dashing Eva stick on nails. I think I'm on like week two and a half and it, I'm going to like fix them tonight. So that's life changing information. Because <laughs> I end up peeling my gel nail off. Oh my gosh. Week and it's so cheap. So cheap. It's so cheap. Um, amazing. Did both of you guys that. answer that question? Um, no, no. Allie, so, go ahead. So I guess I'll take it a different way. So the best thing that I do for self-care is I actually go to therapy once a month. Yes. Um, 
I realized, so my mom passed away eight years ago. And then when I was pregnant and had my first daughter, I had some pretty bad postpartum depression, which sort of took me by surprise because I'm normally a super happy person. Um, So I started to go to therapy and now I continue to go just for like self-maintenance and kind of checking in. But it's been one of the best things that I can do. It's just helped me be a better mom, be a better wife. Um, And there's something so crazy about just talking to somebody who knows nobody else that you're talking about Mm-hmm. And can literally just sit there and listen. It's it's yeah. it's so good for my soul. I feel like every time I leave, I feel like I'm more prepared to be a better version of myself. So I know a lot of people sometimes are kind of embarrassed to admit that they go to therapy or don't really know if they need it. And, you know, I just kind of challenge them, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, you go and you waste an hour, but it's it's on yourself. You know, there's so much of a movement of like, you know, physical care right now. And, mm-hmm. and people aren't talking too much about like mental. So you know, I think yeah. that's one of the best things that I do and would just encourage other people to look into it. Yeah. I love too, that you said you go once a month because we it's not something like sometimes we feel like overwhelmed with like the weekly commitment to that. But even mm-hmm. once a month, you're like really taking time for that. Yeah. It's yeah. like my little, yeah, my little monthly oil change just to yeah. check in. And I love that you, I love that you said that as a part of self-care because I think like you said, some people feel like shame, like, oh, I don't need therapy, but I like a weakness. feel like everybody needs therapy, mm-hmm. even if they don't think they need therapy. Right. Um, I therapy changed my life. I've done EMDR and all kinds of therapy. And I would say the same Allie. It's like, it's, it is like a monthly oil change, but I love how you mentioned mental health. Kathy and I love the name of your podcast, happy moms podcast. So in both of your own words, would you, what would you say um, like, how do you stay in this like happy mindset? What is being a happy mom to you? Do you want to go first, Allie? Go ahead, Mags. You're good. Okay. Um, what is being a happy mom to me? Being a happy mom to me is, I think a lot of it is not having mom guilt. Like when I'm at work, I work really hard. And when I come home, yes, I definitely still work a little bit, but I choose, I think it's a choice for me. I choose not to have mom guilt. And Kathy, I think you were saying um, earlier that, you know, perfect for you is working two, three days a week. It's like a really good balance. And my, um, for my office, because I own it and I can make the rules, I see patients three days a week. So, you know, I usually work Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. In Monday and Fridays, I usually have off. Now, I'm still doing admin work. I'm, like, catching up on stuff, but I'm not physically, like, at my office most of the time. I can do some of my admin stuff from home. And that, to me, um, that makes me happy because I feel very fulfilled professionally. But then I also feel like I have a lot of time with my kids. But I think some of it, too, is you have to think if you're not with your kids, someone else probably is. And so like for me, like when my, my husband sometimes gets off work at three 30 and he'll go get the kids early from daycare. I don't feel guilty that it's not me because yeah. I have to remind myself that all the kids need is somebody to feel love. They're not going, that doesn't, I think I remind myself constantly. It doesn't always have to be me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oh, I goodness. haven't struggled um, as much with mom guilt, I actually went back to work five weeks after I had Sadie just because I owned my own business and, you know, I didn't have anybody else to work and I didn't have any mom guilt. We found this amazing nanny. She literally loved Sadie as much as I did. And I was able to go and feel happy that I was at work and knowing that Sadie was um, so well taken care of. And I think I'll, finally the way that I maintain happiness, I think 
um, not to get like over spiritual or anything, but I think a lot of joy comes from the Lord. And just the older Mm -hmm. I get, the more I realize that worry doesn't change things and worry doesn't make situations better. It only makes it worse. And Mm -hmm. that just knowing that God has every step played out, you just have to walk in it. I don't, I don't worry. I don't have like worry and anxiety, like how Maggie 10 years ago did, or Mm -hmm. even Maggie five years ago. I think my mom always tells me, you know, with time, she's like, you know, I I promise you'll figure it out. There's no need to worry about this. And so I think that's really helped me too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. No, I'm sorry. Cause mine is, is, is just exactly like Maggie said, like when we're like, especially when you're in school, it's like college. Okay. What's the next thing? Applying to dental school. Okay. Well, what's the next thing? You know, go into residency. Like I'll be happy when I graduate. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when I get that paycheck. And, and I was exactly like Maggie said, I was so guilty of that in my twenties of just like, then I'll be happy. Then I'll have everything and then I'll do it. And, you know, now, you know, finally kind of getting there, you know, everybody always talks so much about like this balance, right? Like I know it's so cliche, but you know, I kind of had to sit and think because everybody's balance is different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what I would get caught up in too, is everybody saying like, Oh, I have this perfect balance of my kids and work and stuff, but it's just finding what that balance means to you. So, you know, like that. I love that so much. Cause it's like, I think we compare ourselves as moms, like, and especially we compare ourselves with working moms and not working moms. And if they think, if you're like, Oh, that person has it all together. Well, their version of balance might be so different. Right. And Kathy and I, we talked about this recently, actually, about what happiness meant to us. And we always say contentment. Finally, mm-hmm. in our mid-30s, and maybe this is just because everything I've been through and we've been through together as a family, but it's like there's something really sweet about owning you, who you are and not trying to be over, not trying to overdo it and just being content where you are, like even if it's messy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just loved everything you guys just said, like yeah. all your advice. I think everybody listening is going to relate. Um, working moms, stay at home moms. I think everybody listening is going to take something huge away. So y'all are just wise owls. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are on the podcast. Probably because we've done it all wrong. That's why. We're <laughs> no, <laughs> no, honestly, it's you guys are so relatable. Um, I think forever moms are going to struggle. Working mm-hmm. moms are going to struggle with guilt, and mm-hmm. so. I'm so glad we had this conversation today. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Can you tell everybody listening where to find uh, you guys on Instagram and how to your, podcast your podcast again? All yeah. that stuff. Go ahead, Mags. No, you do it. You do it. Okay. So you can find us on Instagram at the Happy Mom Podcast, um, and also you can uh, email us anytime at the Happy Mom Podcast at gmail um, but we are so excited. Thank you guys for having us on here. Oh, this has just been incredible favorites. conversation. Amazing. I feel like we're all like BFFs and we haven't even like seen each other. I in know. I know. <laughs> we're going to have to, um, when we go up to Nashville to visit Brittany, um, Adomniak, yeah. Allie, we'll have to, um, we'll have to, uh, can we, we'll have can to connect we please 100%. get together? We'll I feel out. like we also need to have like a podcast retreat. I don't know. If yes. Oh my saying? God. <laughs> can we have like a girls weekend where we go to some, Oh, y'all live at the beach, but we don't. I don't care. So, Coming to visit. Uh, yes. We have like a podcast, like women's retreat. Yes, Allie, like, Allie, she says it all the time. I think that's the best idea. Let's do it. Done and done. So we'll have, we'll, uh, well, our next 
episode where we all get together and we'll do from location. Yes, we'll do from uh, location. I'm a planner, so I'm gonna like. Yeah, let's I'm do literally it. gonna let's plan it. it. Oh my gosh! Well, well guys, and I will. We'll bring our baby. Well, we have to decide. Do we want to bring babies or not? And no, I am down. <laughs> I'm 100 down. Like, oh hell no! No, <laughs> balance, Maggie. Balance. Yes. Okay. No kids. We're gonna have so much fun. Self care, guys. Wine. Um, self care. Hashtag oh, self care. But then, the, but then the part of me is like, but I'll miss them. Yeah. Oh, they'll be okay. okay. Yeah, they'll be okay. Allie's like, oh, like God needs FaceTime. So true. <laughs> no, I love it, you guys. Okay. Thank, thank you, all you so, so much. much. We'll be in touch. And um, thank you so much for y'all's time. You're incredible. And we'll we'll have to do another episode where we talk about teeth. Yes, awesome. have us yes, have us back. We can do an oral health episode. We can talk all the way from tiny teeth, like prenatal alley, all the way up to 80-year-olds that have Invisalign. So, Let's yeah, we, we can cover the gamut. I'm writing it down. It's going on my list. I love it. Okay. All right, guys. Bye. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.